We're all in business for a reason. The problem that so many small business owners have is that they go in 10 million different directions, not really sure which way to go. Listen as your team of experts, Jennifer Glass, Daniel McCrane, and Patricia Rezzatillo, go through what you need in your business to really make it stand out and benefit you. Because it's the bottom line that matters. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast, where we are dedicated to your success. On today's show, we're going to be talking about no. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. There's a play uh, that Stephen Sondheim wrote uh, from Anyone Can Whistle. Everybody says don't. Everybody says don't. Everybody says don't. It isn't right. Don't. It isn't nice, etc. One of the things that business people often forget, though, is the necessity to say no. We get bogged down by a desire to serve. We get bogged down by a desire to give. We get bogged down by any number of issues that sometimes prevent us from saying no. And it is a really extremely important skill to know how to say no. As I bring the two of you, Daniel and Patricia, into the conversation, let me ask you, when we're looking at no, have you had the chance to be presented with something where you needed to say no, but you still said yes? Let's start there. Oh, yeah, pretty much every day, especially when I'm in a meeting with certain people. Well, Patricia, you can do this. Yes, I can do that. Are you sure you can do that? Yes, I can do that. (laughs) And I know he asked me that because he had a key person who quit recently because she was overwhelmed because I'm sure she couldn't say no. (laughs) It was all, I can do that. (laughs) And a lot of things did fall through the cracks and never got done. I very often open up my mouth and it's my fault when people come to me and say, oh, Jen can do that. Bean, you have the skill set to do that, but do you have the time to do that? (laughs) That's where we should say no. Exactly. Daniel. Oh, yeah. I have frequently agreed to do things that later I regretted saying yes to and yeah to your point Patricia sometimes it was things like yes I do have the skill set uh, to be able to do that um, sometimes I, I did have the time uh, but didn't have the skill set <laughs> and I still said yes <laughs> well I mean and that's not always bad because then you can either learn how to do it and it's an important skill to have, or you can find somebody to do it for you. And that's an important skill to have, you know, as long as the thing is valuable enough and it gets done, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but right. Right. Yeah. 
But uh, no, most often it's a case where, yes, I do have the skill set. And I'm just not going to say that I don't have the time. I just say yes anyway. <laughs> we just get programmed. And I know it holds us back. It definitely does. And that's exactly what happens, Daniel. Very often we're trained to be in a position to be giving and not being focused on what we need to be really focused on. So I'm going to flip the table now or flip the question and ask when, if you did, did you actually say no? When have I said no? Um, Other than to kids doing something inappropriate. (laughs) See, just the fact that we have to think about when we maybe said no. (laughs) That's a problem. Or channeling my inner (laughs) two-year-old. Just saying no, just (laughs) because. Yeah, Uh, I might do that when we're done uh, with this uh, podcast recording. I might stomp around the house just practicing saying no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I I have had occasion, uh, even recently, I have gotten better. And we're starting to get into some some tips here, I think, about uh, how and why you would want to say no. Uh, I have gotten better recently at uh, choosing what my core business really is all about, what my core service is, which has made it so much easier to say no to certain opportunities or uh, things that have come along. So there have been some things that have come up where, you know, through connections, networking, I've met some people, um, they've tried to they have a complimentary service to mine. And so they've tried to say, hey, you could come on as an affiliate and you could make these sales for us. And I have said to them, no, I don't want to. That's not my core business. I would rather make a referral to you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I am not going to go out and sell your stuff. When it's appropriate, when I have a client who needs your stuff or as I am out and about and I hear about it, I will send them your way. But no, I am not going to take on this additional so-called opportunity. I'm not saying it's not an opportunity. But if I were to take it on, it's really not an opportunity for me. Yeah. So recently, yes, I have said no. (laughs) And I think as we, you know, we niche down and we get more clear on what it is we really are doing you know, it makes it easier to say no, because now you're not the go-to for everything. You want to be the go-to for this one thing. Mm. It makes it easier to say no. It definitely makes it easier to say no. And for me, the one time that I was really proud that I said no was with, um, one of my absolute closest and dearest friends who is responsible for getting me in now my 12th year as vice president of our chamber of commerce. He's gotten me involved in a couple of other organizations. And he asked me to join Rotary also. And I said to him, I said, 
Larry, I love you, but <laughs> I can't. Yeah. If I was going to be going to any more regular weekly meetings, there is no way I would have time to do my own business. Now, don't get me wrong. I got him on so many things too. <laughs> right? It is totally tit for tat. Um, I've gotten him on a couple of committees and he's actually still on one, even though I was forced to step down from one. Um, but the idea though, was that between the two of us, we know whatever it is that's going on. If there's anything the other needs to know, we'll know. And there is that opportunity for that. But as we look though, at how do we start really figuring out what is important for us to say yes and what is important for us to say no? Are there specific criteria that we need to think about or is it just gonna be a gut instinct before we say no? Mm, that is a really good question, Jennifer. And that's very deep, hints at a, a very deep answer. For me, it comes down to being very selective about what I believe to be an opportunity for me. I've turned down some requests for volunteer activities recently uh, because the request was not aligned with what my, my core business activity is. And so I didn't feel like that volunteer activity was going to be a good use of my time. I also didn't feel like I would be able to give that group enough time so they would actually get value from it. Other volunteer activities, though, are things that it's, it's meaningful to the, the group, and it's also meaningful to me. Um, so, for example, I still uh, play music at church because um, to me, I, that's, that's who I am. If I'm not making music, <laughs> I, I go a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. My wife will tell you, and I become unbearable. Um, so I still do things like that. But that's a volunteer activity that I want to engage in. Whereas this other activity, working with this other nonprofit, um, being an advisor, serving on their board of directors, helping them out, it wasn't, wasn't really what I wanted to do. Their, their core business, this is going to sound bad. Uh, when I say their core business didn't align with mine, don't get me wrong. No, it wasn't like a, a philosophical difference where I didn't like what they were doing. It, it wasn't that. It was just, I, I couldn't leverage what I do into what they did. So there wasn't that, that overlap of skills or time or energy. Synergies. So, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't going to be good for me. It wasn't going to be good for them. Uh, so those are some ways that I evaluate whether I'm going to take something on. The other thing that I tend to look at is who's asking. So is it a family member? Yeah, you bet. I'm shutting all this down right now. Um, I'll be right there. Exactly. Uh, is it a, a really good friend or is it a colleague? Uh, I'm much more likely to say yes and 
create time or make time, uh, whatever it takes to work with them. Uh, if it's a client, um, yeah, I might have to have some difficult conversations about, well, I can, but here's the time frame that that's going to get done, <laughs> or this is how that will get done. Or even to say, you know what, I am not able to take that on. Let's look for alternatives. So a lot of it for me, Jennifer, really comes down to who's asking and then what is the, the opportunity or the, the situation that's causing them to ask? Yeah. And that's definitely an interesting set of criteria in terms of figuring out this way or that way, yes or no. Patricia, any other criteria that you might use? Am I already slammed? <laughs> you know, I mean, do I already have, do I have any time in which to do this? Um, the criteria that I seem to use, hence my yes answers all the time, is I'm trying to earn points, if you will, with certain client or whatever. So that seems to be why I do say yes. But it should be why I say no, I think. No, I don't have the time to do this. That's a hard no for me. Right. I mean, a difficult one to say, but I, I practice it. <laughs> no question. I think that we all um, can see exactly where the two of you are coming from in that regard. One of the things that, Daniel, I'll just uh, respond back to one of the points that you made in terms of the organization not aligning with what you may do or with the, how you can possibly have it, have synergies with what it is that you are doing. Yeah. And for me, one of the things that really is one of the additional criteria that I have is, is there a learning opportunity? Mm -hmm. You know, and that can be part of the criteria. If it's something that I know I haven't done before and it looks right. interesting, and I know it'll be a little bit of a stretch for me. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Let's go do that. Let's learn right. something new. Exactly. Is there something that can be long-term beneficial, even if it isn't a short-term potential gain? One of the really cool things for me was when I became an associate producer of a television show. And getting involved with the show in the beginning was, do I really want to do that? I don't know what I'm actually doing. I don't know whether or not I can really bring much to the table. And eventually after working with them and seeing what was there and understanding more about the uh, TV show, it allowed more opportunity for additional growth, even if it wasn't an immediate gain. And so that really does become an additional part in my criteria. What else can I possibly learn if I don't know? As well as, are there relationships that I can create that may allow me to get even more? In other words, if a nonprofit organization came to me and asked me to serve on a board, are there people in the board that I need to know? 
for one reason or another. So that can be uh, another set of criteria in terms of where we are. Well, and like going back to your associate producer credit, that's a kind of a cool credit to have. It definitely is. Thank you. You know, I mean, I mean, that's, that's one more thing that you can put on not just your CV, but all your marketing materials. Exactly. As it's relevant. Very much so. And that is a big point, right? When you're talking about the value that you can possibly be bringing, having that as something that you can use in the future. And like I said, it may not be immediate gain, but it is something down the road that you can say this is something you're involved in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would concur. That's another great point of criteria to say, what can I learn from this? Can this be a learning opportunity? So yeah, and when you say that, of course, I recall, yeah, there have been some situations I've said yes to some things because it would be a learning opportunity or, or the right connection. Yeah, I agree. So if we're looking at our future selves, and if you're listening, I want you to be thinking realistically to yourself as well. If we're looking out, not even a year, but three to six months, do we think no is going to be more of a possible answer? Or are we so programmed to be saying yes, that the no answer is still going to be as likely as it has been in the past? You know, when you look at financial statements, they say past performance does not indicate future uh, guarantees. Unless you're applying for a loan or credit or something, and then that's what they assume. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. I had a friend of mine reach out. uh, She's looking at moving and the new landlord wants to see uh, bank statements and all of that kind of information as part of her getting the rental. And it's really something because you think, well, she works for the state. That is a really guaranteed paycheck that is going to be coming in. And that should be enough. As long as you see proof that she's working for the state, that should be enough. However, they still want even more. So going back though to the question, if we're looking at that pre-programming do we think it's going to be any different or is it just what it is so speaking for myself no i really don't base it on pre-programming so well we don't even realize that we're (laughs) pre-programmed that's the thing that's the thing yes i do (laughs) oh okay he's better than we are daniel is the exception (laughs) of the rule yes um but uh yeah i think i have gotten better at saying no to things recently 
if you know, if I look too far back in my past um, six months, uh, I probably wasn't very good at it. But in the last month or two, <laughs> I have gotten better at saying no. So I predict that for myself, I can continue that trend and get better at saying no to things. What about saying time is up? I have done that recently on occasion. I've uh, gotten to the end of a meeting and somebody is continuing to chat. Um, not even talk about the the meeting agenda at that point is just chatting and i have gotten to the point where i've said okay well you know what um i've got another call starting here in two minutes <laughs> thanks bye see ya yeah <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> patricia what about you well i am at the point where i realize that i have to do something different with my schedule yeah, and saying no, I believe is important. Um, over the weekend, I watched a video that Noel, not Noel, Noah Kagan had recorded of a conversation that he had with a billionaire on this billionaire's plane. And one of the things that this guy said, and I don't even know who it was. Um, but one of the things that this guy said was you have to very, you have to be very defensive about your time. You have to protect it very, very aggressively because people want it and time is like the only thing that most of us humans have not figured out how to, you know, have more of. <laughs> Yeah. Um, this guy was not born into his money. He made it. And he had a lot of regrets. But, you know, being able to spend time with his family was one of the things that he found very, very important. So being able to say no, he said, was very, very important. And I, I think that the higher that one wants to go or the more money that they want to make um i think the more important it gets because there's only so much view that you can stretch so i just want to piggyback on that point for a second and this is a story that i heard from one of my coaches where he was walking with one of his mentors and i believe it was in manhattan and they were walking down the street and they passed by a chocolate shop and they went inside. And one of the things that my coach's mentor really likes is chocolate turtles. So he's looking in the display case and he sees turtles and he tells the woman behind the counter, he wanted this one. So she's like, this one, no, 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 the one to the right. Okay, not exactly the one that he was looking for. The woman goes to the register and says it's going to be $4. And he says, no, thank you, and walks out. 
my coach turns to him as they're walking down the street. And I want you just to imagine this gentleman is wearing a thousand dollar suit <laughs> and a $30,000 watch. Mm-hmm. A $4 piece of chocolate is not going to make the difference. It is not going to hurt him. He's not going to feel it. But what he said in response, when my coach asked him, what the heck? Why didn't you just buy it? The mentor responded back, I didn't get rich letting people rip me off. Knowing what the true value is of our time and our resources is really a key piece here. So like you mentioned with Noah's interview that he had with this uh, jet billionaire. Yeah. It is definitely a very relatable story. I mean, many of us would love to have that same kind of conversation. Well, and he had a very similar story to your chocolate one. With him, it was steaks. He said, you can't get a good steak anymore. I'm not going to pay $60 for a piece of crap. Okay, I'm sorry. That was my word. Um, I mean, it's just $60. You've got how many billions? You've got 34 million in this airplane and, and, you know, another million a year to keep it. And he doesn't want to pay $60 for a not well-cooked steak. And, I, I, you know, I agree with him. It's, so he's learning how to cook himself. So he can have a decent steak. Look at that. Yes. So but he doesn't, doesn't like people ripping him off. No. And that's the way that we all have to operate. It doesn't yeah. matter if we have $10 in the bank or we have $10 billion in the bank. We need to understand what our value is and what the value that it is that we're investing or spending on whatever it is that we're doing. So Daniel, as we wrap up our conversation on saying no, any final thoughts? No. I beat you to it. (laughs) That's what I should say, shouldn't I? Uh, the thought popped in my mind uh, a moment ago while Patricia was talking about saying no to people that I realized that in my past, I have avoided saying no to people sometimes because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I'm sure that as I go forward, there will still be times when I don't want to say no for that reason maybe this would be for myself. I might have to do this for myself. I might have to say something like, hey, it's not that I disagree with you. It's not that I don't think this is valuable. It's something along those lines. But right now I have to say no. That's something I might have to do for myself. Look, this isn't a rejection of you or anything that you're saying. In fact, I agree with you. However, I'm still going to say no. And I think what you're doing is a really great idea. I just can't help you right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So that's my final thought. Thank you. Patricia, anything you wanted to add to that? One of my favorite Columbo movies is about a lady 
who's the murderer, who murders her boyfriend because he was running the station, a TV station. She's a mid-level executive. He's, you know, CEO of the station because he got promoted and she did not. And the reason she did not get promoted was because she had to do everything. And it kept her back and it keeps us back. There's many stories of that. You become so indispensable that you cannot change your position. You cannot change what you do because, oh my goodness, what's going to happen Right. in the event you're not there. True story though, at a bank that I used to have a banking relationship with, the bank has since been acquired by another bank. So it wouldn't matter at this point, but there was one woman <laughs> at this bank who, whenever there was an issue with the online banking system, she was the person that you reached out to. And I don't know if the personal banking clients knew who she was, but the business banking clients certainly knew who she was and how to reach her. Uh And when she happened to be out on maternity leave, let me tell you, the bank really ground to a halt. (laughs) Many issues were completely... um, you know, they took much longer because you needed different people to know the system. Yeah. And eventually I got to meet her number two. And the number two was absorbed by the new bank that acquired, you know, the company or the old bank. But it was really interesting to experience though, how we all see this indispensability of what we're actually dealing with, whether it is through looking at it and saying, you cannot do anything different because if you do, the company is going to fall apart or the organization is not going to be in a position to survive. Mm -hmm. What happens though, in terms of that person's ultimate long-term growth, if they're stuck in the same thing, they can't change, they can't improve. And so we end up making things much worse for the organization too, by keeping somebody as quote unquote indispensable as they may be right now, which is an important thing to keep in mind as well. When is the loneliest number? And anytime you have anybody who is indispensable, you need to make sure they're not indispensable. And actually that may be why I've said yes so much is because I'm trying to be indispensable. Again, the pre-programming. Yeah. So there's a lot that we can possibly be taking away from this conversation today. Saying no is really a major skill. Now, what you want to be thinking about too is even if you're not in a position of power, in other words, you're a lower ranked person in your business, saying no sometimes is important also. If your boss doesn't understand that doing something is going to necessarily not necessarily be taking a company in the right direction. True example, I had a boss many, many years ago in the fundraising world who wanted us to do something that 
would have been touching, if not crossing the line in terms of what is legally allowed in terms of donations. <laughs> Many organizations, if you ever see organizations that give you a tax receipt here in the United States, when you purchase a raffle ticket or you per- make a donation in exchange for something oh. that happens to be against the IRS tax code. Mm-hmm. One of the things in the IRS tax code, it specifically says I did not get any benefit or goods or services from this donation. A chance to win a lottery mm-hmm. is that chance to win and a benefit that you are potentially getting. And so saying no is important when there are those issues too. It's not just agreeing simply because they are your boss. Having that no is important. And so as we look at where we are, remember, no is not such a bad word. No can be the right word when we need it to be. On that note, this has been another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters. And until next time, here's to your success. Thanks so much for listening to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. We're all about helping the small business community grow and reaching as many people as we can. And the algorithms on the podcast programs love reviews. So if you loved what you just heard, consider leaving us a review. And even if you don't, I'm sure you already did, but consider sharing our episodes and our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Sharing is caring and here's to your success. Thanks so much and have a wonderful day. It's the bottom line that matters.